Okay, we're recording. I don't know about y'all, but I have my canned bubbles in honor Ooh. of season two. I haven't even cracked it yet, so I'll do that. <laughs> Water. I mean, I have that too, but I just, I have both. Uh, I have nothing. Oh, I feel like you should at least have water. Yeah, I should. I'll okay. regret it later. It's okay. Welcome, listeners, to season two of That's Not What Andrea Told Me. I'm Andrea. Whoop, whoop. And I'm Casey. We thought we would kick off this season by revisiting season one and all of the mistakes that we made along the way. To help us with this, our lovely mother, Kalita, has agreed to join us. Hello, Kalita. Hello. So anytime we would release a new episode in season one, we have multiple group texts. So we've got lots of variations of the family text, but there's one that's just mom and Casey and I, and mom would be like, ah, in the podcast, you said X and the answer is actually Y. And it would always crack us up. And and so y'all may have noticed that in episodes, we would say, oh, mom's going to correct us on this. And that's why. But also as a subset of that, we love to tease our mom. <laughs> she, she likes to act very long suffering. <laughs> also, it wasn't corrections. It was so much more. You'd say, I don't remember. I, I don't remember exactly, but here's what I think. And then y'all would keep talking and I'm listening to the episode and I'm screaming into <laughs> the car or whatever it is. Oh, I know. I remember. <laughs> into the abyss. It's a conversation. So it's really more a memory thing rather than a correction thing. However, there are a couple of corrections. Let <laughs> <laughs> alone. Uh, As a college professor, we all need uh, them correcting every once in a while. Hey. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. a gift, as we say in the corporate world. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> a gift that keeps on giving. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. damage to your psyche. That's it. So, yeah, so for our first episode, we're going to recap season one for you all. Now, it should be noted, Kalita does not have a correction for every episode. Uh, so if you have your own personal corrections for those episodes, jot them down and we'll yeah. have you as a guest on the pod. So, <laughs> so mom, kick us off. Our first episode was our origin story. So we mm -hmm. talked about why we wanted to start the podcast, why we named it, what we named it, uh -huh. et cetera. Yeah, you're just introducing yourself. So really my, my plan had been, I was going to say I had a few corrections and then I didn't really, but I, I have one. Okay. I was making notes all along, right, as I was getting ready for this. And so my note, it says, episode one, Casey was not a terrible child. As I was reflecting back about the episode, you made a comment, I think, about when you were just a very tiny tot, uh -huh. being a terrible child, just that you cried all the time as a, as a mere uh, infant. That's what right. I think you were referring to. I did not, did not go back and listen to that episode a third time. <laughs> I think that's what we meant because mm -hmm. I was a very colicky baby. Yeah. And so for months and months, I cried. And there was one evening where Kalita did drug me. But she didn't enjoy that. So then she gave that up. Yeah. Well, that was, that was your doctor, your pediatrician <laughs> prescribed a medication and I gave it to you and you slept for about 20 hours and that freaked me out. So we didn't do that again. But yeah, we're hearing about that. Uh huh. 
Episode two, you guys talked about your dogs. I remember when the three of us were talking about that episode because you were talking about the nicknames for your animals and, you know, how Isis became Izzy. And you brought up Max a couple of times, which was Dan and I's dog. And I could not believe that you didn't refer to the fact that y'all called him Maxipad. Yeah. Yeah. Well, often, and that got all over Dan's last nerve. Which was mostly why we did it. Yeah. <laughs> but he was also such a little maxi pad. <laughs> and Dan would say he was not absorbent. I remember that. He would yep. say that, and then he'd say, and it's Maximilian. Oh, yeah. yeah, he is not absorbent, and he does not have wings. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh yes. Yeah, I forgot about that. Oh, Maxel. He was such a good boy. Yeah. I was yeah. thinking about him today, how I was so annoyed when mom was like, I'm getting a dog because I had just left for college. And I was like, I've always wanted you to get a dog. Whereas I was like, mom's like, I'm going to the shelter or whatever. Going to the human You did talk about that in that episode. You're like, yeah. I'm the last person you should take with I you. Would, I wouldn't ever take me. Uh-huh. <laughs> Unless you want to have every last dog. <laughs> <laughs> then I'm the best. So episode four is titled Beef Fries, which I think is hilarious. But if people don't really listen to the episode and understand that that best friend's necklace was cut in two, and that's what one half of the necklace said. Okay. I have one note. And, and Casey, here's what my note reads for that. Andrea's comment about me being told by JC teacher after Andrea graduated and Casey was doing so much better because she wasn't in Andrea's shadows that looked like the half of it. That's what the notes. What the, so are you I think have that clears up a lot of things for a lot of people. It probably does. I think we should just move on. Are you going to have to clarify your own correction at some point? <laughs> Somebody else needs to dial in and correct me. <laughs> the story was, y'all were talking about, in the episode, was clarifying that you are, in fact, different people. Right. And Andrea was remembering a comment that one of your teachers said to me. Yeah. The dance it, teacher specifically. Yeah, and, but you were remembering it a little bit differently than how it went down. And, and I think you remember it as the teacher was saying, Casey's doing so much better in school because she's not in your shadow all the time. Yeah. It was really that Casey had come into her own because you weren't there to kind of just be that the big sister for her. So okay. I, I, just, I think it was a, it was a positive thing. Not that you were overshadowing her when you okay. were there. So anyway, okay. that, that's, I think, really what that So, was. So, like, like Casey was developing her own personality? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Instead of just your junior personality? I, I mean. <laughs> yeah. That's really good. But was it the dance teachers? Did I remember that correctly? Yes, it was yeah. the dance teachers. Yeah, it I was. thought so. Man, those dance teachers. I, I love them. Yeah. Them and Madame Menzi. Oh, like, yeah. I would have any one of them on the pod. Mm. Oh, yeah, that'd be fun. I mean, I wonder if we would do that. But on Menzi, probably not because she's 92 or 8 or 100. I, I was referring to the dance teacher. Yeah. <laughs> well, I do feel like I have a smidge of a connection because Neil Krug and I remained friends you know, past graduation. So I don't think it would be insane. If I were to reach out to him and say, hey, we're doing this thing. Yeah. Maybe it would, but yeah, I would do it so we can discuss it. But yeah, yeah, that was a fun one because I actually had forgotten that we did an episode on that. (laughs) 
But as I was refreshing my memory, Casey, we recorded that at your Burnside house yep. and we were trying to uh, experiment with our different mics and all this yep. stuff. And we had to, <laughs> because I'm so loud, we had to position really specifically. And you were like, comfortable. Because <laughs> you had your pillow for it just so. Yeah, I forgot about all that. That was a fun one to record, yeah. even though we did. We generally don't record together in right. the same place. Right. But right. It was fun. Yeah. Good. What's next, Kalita? Episode five was the one entitled Citrus Fruit and Children's Teeth. Yeah. And y'all talked a lot about the impact of technology on children and that sort of thing. And yeah. I did not do any in-depth research about that necessarily. I yeah. felt like that was probably something we should all just continue to grow into. So I have no corrections for episode five. Oh, right. well, we're just going to end this episode then if you didn't do in-depth research. <laughs> Cause that's all that's all we ever do for our episodes. Right. Recording <laughs> your shortest episode you guys ever recorded. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> I had a lot of fun listening to episode seven. That's your boyfriend episode. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The title was to all the boys we've tolerated before. So really the most important one, Andrea, that I felt like I had to correct was you were talking about at your senior prom where they do the roast for the seniors, your parents come to the dinner. And Colonel gave that roast and you couldn't remember exactly what he said about you. And he had something really funny to say about everybody. And you did say, mom and Dan will remember what he, what he said. Yeah. And it was so hilarious. His roast was Andrea has to graduate because there are no boys left for her to date. at that Yeah. He kind of went into a little bit more detail but it was pretty funny because you had kind of rotated through just about all the boys in your class. No, I hadn't. I mean, all the eligible ones. <laughs> yeah. I, I had picked one a year older. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Wise boy. And then the only other thing you moved forward, of course, you, you, you guys talked about a lot of things, but you were talking about being in Montevallo and the dating site that, you know, Susan wanted you to join. And, and then you said, there's a professor there that you said, I feel like mom is expecting a Hallmark movie. Mm -hmm. Dot, dot, dot. So it, I just want to say I'm not expecting a homework movie. I just want you to very organically find love. Okay. Because uh, I, will, I will say that professor has met someone oh, well, and she's yeah. lovely. lovely. Uh -huh. Well, we do love that professor. We do. We do. I just started watching the new season of Married at First Sight. So, yeah, speaking of organic love, so good. So good. <laughs> Uh, Except because I'm not watching it with you, Andrea, I have no patience for the constant repeating of things. So I'm mostly watching it on fast forward and I wait until their faces look dramatic and then I play. <laughs> so I'm already through like five episodes because okay. I'm on super fast. So, so anyways, we digress. Okay. I dated a lot of people uh, and I was not expecting a Hallmark movie. Okay. Yeah. The end. The end. The end. <laughs> Episode eight was Hold On to Your Money Belts. That's the title of it. You're talking about your international travel. Yeah. Can we take a quick tea? I don't know if all of our listeners know that Casey titles all of these episodes. But they're so hilarious. They're so hilarious. And it's a surprise to me. She doesn't tell me. She doesn't talk to me about it. So typically our, our process is we record. I do first round editing. Casey does second editing. 
And then she cues it up and releases it. And so in that cue it up and release it piece, she's doing the title. And I don't think you get enough props, Casey, for how phenomenal okay. these titles are. I agree. Yep. I do but what I can. They're so freaking hilarious. And the title of that one was derived from whenever y'all were traveling with that EFF travel group when y'all were in high school. And that made you wear those traveling routes. I know. It's so good. It's so good. <laughs> and how I tell you the one thing I was going to do and I forgot to do was I was going to Google the name of that organization because neither one of you could remember it throughout it's the EF. It's, is it, it's EFF, isn't it? Or is it just EF? No, we eventually Googled it. And okay. It's just EF. Yeah. Okay. It's educational something. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But let me flip through my. Yeah, I'd hear. I was going to yeah. say it. there's only two notes, but that's not right. So you guys are talking about all the international travel that you did. And somehow you got onto the topic of how old Grammy was when y'all would travel with her. And then talking about, I think, how young she was at the time. Because then, then the question became, well, yeah, because, you know, when I was 12, then Grammy was X. And then how old was mom when Leith was born? And Andrea said 58. Casey said 57, and both of you were wrong. Oh, I was 56 when Leaf was born. Still there. Oh, and you're still 56. Wow. Time is so interesting. (laughs) (laughs) I have a note of Casey, you went on only one of those high school trips. You know, you were asking Andrea, like, you went on all of the ones that you were eligible to go on. Casey said she only went on one, and y'all couldn't remember exactly why. And Casey went on only one trip because she didn't want to go on the others. We we offered them to you, Casey, and you just really weren't that interested. And yeah, I don't know. I don't know if a lot of that had to do with you already had a steady guy that you dated all through high school. No. I don't know. He necessarily had an interest in being gone. Whereas I was always looking for the next one. <laughs> the only other correction I have you were talking about when you were on your Machu Picchu trip, which is a really cool trip, and we, I actually talked to you guys a couple of times. And you, Andrea, I think you said, mom was continually asking us, are you sick of each other yet? Are you sick of each other yet? I did not. I asked yes, you did. one time and I asked Casey one time. False. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Memories are a funny thing. Because uh, I think you're wrong. Right We'd have to respectfully disagree. <laughs> yeah. Because we would laugh about that all the time. Yeah. On that trip. Like, why does mom think we're so annoyed with each other? Yeah. <laughs> Episode 10, a girl has a thousand names. And you're talking about nicknames. <laughs> Seriously, Casey. Like, this is like Webby award winning. Yeah. Like, stop. No, I won't. I won't. <laughs> <laughs> They're so good. They are good. Y'all were talking about the various nicknames that you came up with, that, that you had and who came up with them. And you were pretty spot on with most of them. And, and I don't think any of them were wrong. There was just a lot of, I don't remember. I think it was this. I don't remember. And essentially, Grammy did come up with the nickname Punkin okay. for you, Andrea. And then I don't know who shortened it to Punk first. I think it was Grammy. Okay. That just goes back a while, a, a ways. And then Coach called Casey Peach. Because her, when she was little, like before she could even walk, her hair would stick straight up, Casey, a little bit like Lee did when he was six or seven months old. And so he said it was like peach fuzz. So he just called her peach. And I think y'all mm-hmm. were pretty, y'all circled around that pretty much. But that's really where that came from. And then 
there was there was some conversation around Dan has two middle names, and you were talking about the nicknames y'all have given him over the years. PK, Dream Killer, I don't know, all the different names. Puppy Kicker. Yeah, Puppy Kicker. And then, but there was the mention a couple of times of Dan having two middle names. And he has two middle names because one's a Hawaiian name and one's an English name. And I don't think we ever really. Oh, okay. Yeah. And to clarify, Dan doesn't actually kick puppies. Yeah, he's not ever. That's the. (laughs) Not true. The initials are PK. So one man, we came up with other ones, including Persnickety Curmudgeon. Yes. However. He does kill dreams. Yes, that's <laughs> correct. Does he though? Does he really? I mean, yeah, it's mostly Russell's job now, but yeah. Dan is a close second. Yeah. Thank goodness Russell's come along for Dan, really. <laughs> yeah. They could just been- I will say this, Casey. I can't remember if I said this to you, but I think I said it to mom. It's funny because I, I, I do feel like now with the kids, because I think we're becoming so used to calling each other those names. Yeah. That when we were in Hawaii, because we were mom and Dan and I were together 24-7 for seven days. And it, my instinct was always to call him Tutu. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was really funny well. because I I noticed it. So, yeah. Well, that was the only, the last thing that I had about that episode. One of you said Leaf hasn't picked up on anything as far as names. But I did want to say he changed my name to Tay-Tay. Like I was calling myself KK to him and he's called me KK for a short period of time. And then he just changed it. Yeah. Tay-Tay and that stuck. So yeah, he is is picking up on that sort of thing and changing it to what he wants. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and he did that with Ia too. Mm -hmm. That's right. Yeah. And I think y'all talked about that. Yeah. Yeah, He just, he just started calling you Yaya, which was pretty, pretty cool. Yeah. Okay. Episode 11. The title is From Hip to Adult Garanimals. I can't with you. I can't with you. (laughs) You're cute and you're funny. (laughs) The description as you talk about how you've not only become uncool, but some specific things um, started to happen when when y'all became get off my lawn people. Yeah. All right. So I do have some notes here. (laughs) And here's what it says. And again, I'm going to, have to think about it. I, I probably wrote this many weeks ago. The note says, mom was not super annoyed that they didn't run the confirmation dance by me first. Oh, so so y'all were talking about in that, the, the confirmation dance, Andrea, that we went to, okay. where I started dancing the Tootsie Roll. Yeah. And, and mom's going to be super annoyed that you didn't run that bite, which I did. Oh, okay. Did we tell the story <laughs> right then? Yeah, you did. And it was okay. hilarious. But the big thing you left out was not only did I start dancing to the Tootsie Roll, I was attempting to dance the actual Tootsie Roll. Okay. Right. I think it got you the most mortified. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I, did we say in that one how, like, it's funny because at this point, I can't wait to embarrass Casey's kids. You did say that. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Both of y'all talked about that. Oh, yeah. That's so okay. much fun. Thrilled. I'm thrilled for this. That, process. That's, yeah. So much fun. Mm-hmm. It's fun uh, right now because I'm setting the stage for it. I will dance like at Target in the yeah. car. And right now they're like, oh, yeah, like let's dance. Except for sometimes Leith will tell me no. <laughs> I'll do it anyway. Ooh, I can't wait. I was thinking about that today because I was in the coffee shop getting my pre three o'clock coffee. And Sean had 90s jams on and it was Counting Crows and Pearl Jam. Oh, it was like some really good. Okay. I was like, Sean, like I am living my childhood right here. And I couldn't help it. He was fixing coffees for other people. And Z Forster was looking at 
merchandise. So I was just on Instagram singing along. Like, yeah, don't call me daughter. <laughs> well, so I was like, oh, I can't wait to like sing a dance. The, that y'all talked about those kinds of songs in this episode, because that is some of the, the comments I have written down. Yeah. But the, Casey, you mentioned not having a confirmation dance because y'all were talking about that happening. And we did not do a confirmation dance for your year. And the reason was, Andrea, because you were challenging her on that. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you remember, we drastically changed what confirmation looked like in between the years that you did it and the year Casey did it. Remember, I had to go to a special kind of, um, like, Pastor Steve sent me up to Dallas for a weekend-long thing to learn about this whole new confirmation thing, a whole new way of doing Sunday school. And oh. I came, instituted that multi-generational Sunday school, and then... We became confirmation guides and we did confirmation a completely different format than we did when you went through it. Then. Mm -hmm. I did not remember that. Confirmation leader for your class and for Casey's, I was called the confirmation guide. So we did things very differently and there was not a confirmation dance. Casey was correct. Huh. Yeah. Like, like, I'm sorry. So, wait, so kudos, but also what was wrong with the confirmation dance? Oh, no, it wasn't there was anything wrong with it. It was just that we restructured how we actually went about the whole way we did confirmation. Sure. And okay. Not enough room for Jesus. I guess, clearly. <laughs> there was a lot of room for Jesus. <laughs> now, I, I guess, Kurt, I feel like you still retain elements of it that are important. It, I don't know, just the confirmation dance felt like a... Oh, it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. And I don't remember exactly why we didn't do it that year. And here's the other thing. Maybe we did do it, and I just don't remember that. But I feel like I would because that was where I just didn't know because I didn't like fun. Yeah, but I was very active in the church at that time and all those kinds of things. So I think right. if there been one, we would have gone. Yeah, yeah. But I used to fight you on going to stuff a lot, and occasionally I would wear you down. That's true. Is That's that true? true? Okay. That is true. And actually, I think I might have that in another episode. Okay. Yes, about holiday traditions. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Because, uh, hey, sorry, wait, real wait. quick, did I fight you on going to things? No. Yeah, that feels sad because you like to go and do things. I do. Mm -hmm. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the other part of that episode, you know, we're talking about the sing the songs that we would sing and, oh, you know, yeah. all the things that you were into and how y'all were embarrassed by certain things and being embarrassed by me singing and dancing in the car. And you were asking Casey, what was the song that she was most maybe embarrassed about or most remembered? It was like, what was the one song? It was like, it was all the songs. There wasn't just one song that we would sing and dance to in the car. It was all the songs. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. And the, the Ace of Bass was one spot on that all, everybody was like at the top of their lungs. So one of you guys got that one pretty, yeah, you know, pretty spot on. And the Cindy Lauper, remember one of you brought that up and you were trying to remember the name of her album. And I was Googling it, but by the end of the that piece of the episode, you got it. It was the yeah. seven dead end. So, yeah. <laughs> We've said that together. <laughs> um, but, yeah, because, like, yeah, I don't think, well, in my memory, <laughs> we weren't trying to say we didn't sing a dance all the time, but, like, the, yeah. the ones that we still remember. And, like, when it comes on today, it's like, oh, this is my jam. Oh, yeah. got it. Got it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, because did we talk about UB40 in that episode? We did, right? Yeah. Because I heard Red Red Wine the other day, and I was like, I think I was at the airport. And I was like, me. Uh -huh. 
Stay close to me. Yeah. Episode 12 is called No Tanks for Old Warcraft. That was their episode with Toby. And I said to Casey the other day, I think I, she and I got together for something when I was listening to it. And I said, who doesn't love Toby, man? Who doesn't love them some Toby? So true. Yeah. And, and I wouldn't normally have corrections for an episode where y'all had a guest, but there were some things I actually, I, I have to correct. But so, we did talk about Dan. So You did. And y'all were talking about how it got the name, like the Tanks of Warcraft, because that's really not a game. So way back when, when Dan and I first got married, he played a couple of video games and I could never remember them. And it used to irritate me that he would play these games sometimes, right? Because he would be online with all of his online buddies and I wanted him to do something and he wasn't available to do it. Or it, I'd have to wait 10 or 15 or 20 or 30 minutes because he needed to finish his game. So I just started calling it Tanks of Warcraft and it irritated the heck out of him. And you guys picked up on that real quick. Sure. <laughs> Sounds like us. <laughs> the tracks. That's how that became a thing. And, and so the phone call that I made right before we jumped on this episode was I was, I was trying to remember he was playing a couple of different video games at the time. And I said, did I, I think I just combined the names. One was called World of Warcraft, I think. Mm -hmm. And then the other one was called Tanks of Something. And he said, no, it was World of Tanks. And then there's this other war world crap movie. And I said, well, there you go. That, yeah. That's what it is. And so just so you guys know, he sent me a text while okay. we've been on this, this call. And he says, there are no tanks in Toby's game. It's all sports yeah. and sorcery. Yeah. <laughs> no, they're with that. I think we talked about, or you talked about in that episode. Yeah. We did. Because we... Yeah. knew that the name was made up i know you did yeah but when book we were asking toby at the game yes. to see what they're being you know, tank i remember us pausing and being like you did wait what <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah so really okay. that just came about to try to irritate dan which i, I think it worked kudos to us i think yes yeah mm -hmm. <laughs> and then toby what toby was talking about you know growing up and Whenever he left and just packed up this few belongings in a car and drove down here. And he said his mom kept his room exactly the same. And Andrea said, oh, not my mom. Her mom was like, get your crap out of here. Get your stuff out of here. Come on, I hate you. So not true. Let's just talk about how many times I move your stuff from house to house and city to city. Let's just go there. How many times? Let's see. From the... Rue's house to the Waverly house, from the Waverly house to Elm Knoll, from Elm Knoll to Terrell. Whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah, no, no, no. I'm bullshit on this. <laughs> I want uh, the biggest tea anyone's ever taken. Yeah. <laughs> what, what do you think of mine, Andrea Eckelman, <laughs> that you hold from Waverly to Elm Knoll? Your prom dresses and your, your fancy dresses. No! Yes, yes. Casey, okay, back she me up. did. She did move them one time. She moved them from from Ruth Ruth to Waverly to Waverly, and then she donated them when she moved Her, to San Antonio. And that's when I got no. no, no they moved to San Antonio no, where I did it when we were here. Okay, well, same diff. The, they moved with us from Houston to San Antonio, and then I, I donated them after we got here. I think you donated them before. I really no, she might. That could be true because no, did. she didn't pack herself for that trip. The company packed them. The company did it. So she that all she's saying is somebody else put them in something. And then when she opened it, she got rid of it. Okay. So, uh, all right. 
<laughs> it may as well have been gotten rid of in Houston. <laughs> uh huh. Okay. Okay. But but then I right. think I was also complicit in the donation. So. You were. You were. But to clarify, like, so by El Nold, you had ridded yourself of my crack. <laughs> Most of it, I still occasionally find things. Like what? They're just little things. Like I'll have a little box of something. But I mean, for the most part, like a box I made you that I was like, love Andrea. I still have those actually. But like when you were moving from Houston to San Antonio, your room was still intact. And you had, there was a big trunk of your stuff in there. That was one of the first times when we were moving here. I asked you if you wanted any of that stuff that you got so been out of shape. I need to let Stone out real quick, but I disagree. I think the last time my room was intact... I think the last time my room was intact was the second Ruse house. Because, yeah, because I didn't have a room at... Thank and you. I lost Thomas. Thank you. But she had a room at Waverly. She had her own room at Waverly and it had her stuff in it. Well, kind of. And that's just because she lived with us for a hot minute. We, I, we still had her stuff. I, we moved. What it, all the stuff that she had, we still had it all. We didn't just get rid of everything. Well, I think we might have to all agree to remember that differently as well. <laughs> next. <laughs> okay, next. The episode title is Ghosts, Night Terrors, and Sleepwalking. Oh, my. So I do have a lot of things about that one. Just because y'all couldn't remember certain things. Y'all started with the house that Papa grew up in and the dog run house, which in yep. Abenel kind of solidified like, yes, this is what yep. that house was like. But you were trying to remember if there was an outhouse or not. And I made the note, absolutely, if there was. And then, and I've now later corrected that. <laughs> but whenever you were talking about the ghost story, Casey asked, was it just scarier when Papa told it? Or was there something that, that you weren't remembering? And, and there was. So here's the piece that none of you guys really remembered. So he was in, he was in that room and one of his brothers was home, but not sleeping with him. And the noise that woke Papa up, it wasn't that he woke up and saw this figure standing at the foot of his bed. What woke him up was the sound of what, it sounded like a lady dragging her high-heeled shoes across that wooden floor. And so that's what woke him up. And when he woke up, he could see that, he saw that apparition standing there. And what he talked about so much over the years was the noise and the sound of those shoes. Ooh. Wow. And that's what y'all didn't really remember. And, and I didn't remember that either. Ooh, that gave yeah. me the chills just thinking about that. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. The other thing you talked about was, Andrea, you were saying that you always get this kind of little bit of an unease. It's like in the fall of the year. And I get that very thing too. That's something that's always happened to me for as long as I can remember. And you correlate it with Uncle Woody's funeral. Mm-hmm. And you were trying to remember um, his funeral and why you didn't go. Uncle Woody's funeral was actually on Halloween. So his uh, funeral on October 31st. And I had to make the decision. It was the middle of the week. It was on a Wednesday. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't in Arkansas. It was actually in Houston. Oh, okay. But I had to make the decision. Do I pull you guys out of school and take you there? And then you miss trick-or-treating? Or do I just leave you with Darla and Pete and let you guys have your fun and do your trick-or-treating and you don't have to, you know, do that? Because Casey was really little. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was in 1990. Casey was only two. Yeah, yeah. So I just decided to probably be best for everybody if y'all just stayed and went trick-or-treating. But you were in school and that's why yeah. that decision. 
But mom, I don't know that I knew that you had that. Oh, I do. I get that in the fall. There's just something about being outside and I can't put my finger on it or what causes it. And it doesn't really have anything to do necessarily with a temperature drop or anything like that. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know why it is, but just every once in a while, just get the creeps and you you look around and make sure there's not somebody behind you. Yeah. It's really weird. Yeah. You talked about the Blair Witch Project. Yeah. You went to see that movie and you said you couldn't remember how long it was that you didn't want to be alone. It was several months. Really? It was probably three-ish months before you'd really like to be alone in the house. Yeah. It was, that really made a big impact on you. And it's still scary. I maintain that today. Yeah. I never, you know, I never watched it. Oh, really? Now I will say, so I FaceTimed Casey and the kids the other day and Thea loves when it's FaceTime mm-hmm. and she wants the phone. Mm-hmm. And so Casey let her have the phone. And I'm not kidding. It is so Blair Witchy. Like they must have filmed that using a toddler. <laughs> but what she did, this is funny because she took me and she ran into her room. And Casey, correct me, didn't she? She went into the curtain and I couldn't tell where I was. I was like, Thea, where are we? Where are we? And she was like, <laughs> I'm trying to tell like, you probably. Yeah. No, she was cracking up. She wasn't trying to tell me. Yeah. She was just laughing. Because she was running away from me. Yeah. I was trying to catch her. Yeah. So she, first she tried to go behind her crib. She couldn't fit. So she went like into the curtains. <laughs> it was hilarious. But like I told Casey, I wish we could record those calls because it's so funny. And, and it was that way with Lee too when he got the phone. Because remember he would put me on his truck, Casey? And yeah. I would say, Lee, where am I? He's like, yeah. my duck truck. The only other thing with that episode, y'all were talked about Andrea sleepwalking. And Andrea, you couldn't remember how long it lasted. It only lasted about a year. And it, Is that right? Okay. It didn't happen a lot. It only happened like four or five times. Mm-hmm. But over, only over the period of a But enough to be creepy and annoying, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Episode 14, the title is Domestically Bougie. <laughs> And you talk about the trips that you guys have taken around the U.S. And so the only ones that really I have a lot to talk about were the ones that obviously I was on. But first of all, Andrea, you and Casey both were trying to remember the first time you ever got on a plane. And Andrea, you said the first time you got on a plane, you said you were around five. That is not true. You and I flew to see Mimi and Papa when you were about 18 months old. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. Yep. Now, Casey was probably around five because whenever I would take y'all by myself to see Mimi and Papa, we went on Amtrak a time or two and then we, we drove, but. I didn't remember us going on Amtrak. Did you, Casey? Uh-huh. No, I was thinking I I didn't realize I had ever been on an Amtrak train. Yeah. Oh, you know, one time I didn't want to make the drive. We we're going to go see Mimi and Papa. You were walking, Casey. You're probably two-ish. And I thought it would be just easier to go on Amtrak where everybody could move around and walk around and be easier to to do it that way. And it was a lot of fun. We had a great time. I, I did not realize that. Mm-hmm. But mom, when did I fly alone for the first time? Oh, alone for the first time. Wasn't that to go visit Grammy and some, something or other? Yeah, but you were much older than five. Well, yeah, because I think when I was five, didn't the Lucky take me? Maybe. Okay. I remember Fluffy flew with me a couple of times because I was too young. Yeah. Yeah. Whenever you flew flew alone for the first time, you were probably eight, nine. Okay. Was that to see Mimi and Papa? 
Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. The second thing I had, we talked about the Napa trip that we took when Casey turned 21. And y'all yeah. thought we were only there for five days. We were actually there for like seven and a half. Ooh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because we spent three days in the Napa, Calistoga area. Then we spent a full day in Sonoma, drove up to Bodega Bay, spent a mm-hmm. couple of nights in Bodega Bay, came back down to San Francisco, spent a night in San Fran. So yeah, it was a, it was a fun trip. Yeah. Oh, that's it. That's all I have for Domestically Bougie. Episode 15 is called The Relaxed Travelers. And that's when y'all talked to Mimi and, and Ivanel. And that was such a great episode and really nothing there to correct, right? It was just yeah. talking to them and all their fun things that they have to say. I loved the next one. So this is actually whenever you're talking about the music. I think I might have gotten it mixed up when I were talked about The Seven Deadly Sins. But episode 16 is Push It Real Good. <laughs> And y'all were talking about your music influences over the years, Mm -hmm. which was a lot of fun. And that's where y'all circled around trying to remember the name of Cindy Lauper's album. And it was Mm -hmm. The Seven Sins. And you you were talking about the type of music that y'all would listen to at Papa's, at Mimi and Papa's. And y'all were saying that it was a a lot of the 60s music, right? The Beatles and Elvis and all that. There was a lot of 50s stuff too. And you talked about early country. He listened to early country, but. He had such a wide musical range. He listened to s- so many different types of music, Beach Boys, Jan and Dean, mm-hmm. uh, Johnny Horton, all those kinds, all that. So just really, I, I thought just a lot of fun. And, and we listened to that when I was growing up. I'd get up in the mornings and a lot of times he'd put the the old 72s, remember those long playing albums playing on a stereo and usually Elvis of the Beatles. I I made a note. It says Andrea's personal music journey, and I have no other commentary around it. I made a note. Good for me. Good on me. So you do. Mm -hmm. I was just going to say, if memory serves, I think what I was kind of talking about is that my uh, music journey tended to follow my boyfriend's. No, maybe I was making some notes and just didn't finish that. Yeah. But I do have a note about the CD that Christian gave you, and you said eventually... I um, made you give it back. I did. I made you give it back to his mom, his mom, Vicky, I think at the church. Yeah. <laughs> and then y'all were talking about the Columbia Music House. I was actually, as we were talking, I was making notes, but y'all circled back to it. I think Casey actually Googled it when y'all were on the episode. Yeah. And you were trying to remember where you got the money and you didn't spend that much money. It came to light whenever I, somehow I found out about it because I was obviously paying for it, but it wasn't a ton of money, but oh, okay. Put it off pretty quick. I mean, it yeah. wasn't like hundreds of dollars or anything. It was, you know, probably less than a hundred dollars back then. You know, that probably felt like two hundred. Who knows? Yeah, I, I remember getting in trouble. Yeah, yeah. The next note I have is we talk about Bon Jovi concert tickets, and I, I just made a note here that it said you and Kristen did buy those tickets to celebrate Ryan and her mother's birthday. Okay, and and I can't remember if y'all said that in a in the episode, but I made a note to just clarify that. Yeah, and then we were trying to remember whose birthday and why, but I remembered that it was Kristen and or Kim. Like there was a thing. It was Kristen and her mom. And why am I I'm drawing a blank at her mother's name? Joanne. Uh-huh. Yes, Joanne. It was so she and I had birthdays close together, and y'all yeah. bought those tickets for us for our birthdays. Okay. And did yes, we... Kim come with us? I don't think so. Okay. Lori, Lori Barnes came with us. Huh. Okay. Yeah. All right. 
do that first one. And then, uh, and I just have a note that says, yes, we've seen him five times. It's five times. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. And P.S. He's touring again. So let's talk about yeah. that. I think I've seen that actually. Yeah. yeah. Yay. <laughs> hey, do you want to go? We tried to get you to come with us when he came, when we went in San Antonio. We did. We're not interested. Norma went with us. Yeah, I just don't know if I know enough of his song. I know the ones that have been on the radio. I don't know. You probably know more. And also, Casey, it doesn't matter. <laughs> because it's so magical. <laughs> Andrea didn't know many of his songs. We went the first time and then look. Uh -uh. And now look at me. Okay. Well, I'll consider it. I, like, like, I saw I saw his tour schedule. I thought, ooh, we could go, go like a like we could go to Nashville or hmm. like do a thing. Episode seventeen, jingle all the way, but only one way. It's mm -hmm. true. Very hilarious episode. <laughs> I thought. So you all talked about obviously holiday traditions, but one of you said, "I don't remember how we got started with the tradition of opening only one present on Christmas Eve." Mm -hmm. But we would do that. That got started because we did that when I was a kid. Oh, Papa okay. could not stand it. And many Christmases, it would be, we're just going to open one present. And then by the end of the night, all the presents were opened. Oh, that God. happened many times over my growing up years. Okay. There were a handful of years we managed to stick to just one present. But that was, that was always Papa's thing. I think he just was so excited for us to open the presents. That's where that got started. And right. We pretty much held to, we would just do one present on Christmas Eve. That's so funny. Uh -huh. Couldn't wait. Cause that's how, how I am. Cause I, I always buy gifts so early mm -hmm. and then especially to Russell, I'll be like, do you want your gift right now? Yeah. <laughs> okay. So go ahead. Andrea, you brought up in that episode that you like it on the years when I can get creative and do the Christmas theme. Like the year I gave you all passes to a museum or the one year I gave you all various cookbooks into the things that you like. And then you brought up the cooking class. The year that I gave everybody um, gift cards to a cooking class. Yeah. I gave every one of you, though, saying that you had to attend a cooking class with me. Right. That was kind of the thing. Right. Well, Russell never, we weren't able to get with Russell. We, so Russell did not go to a cooking class and Grammy happened to be in town visiting at a time when you were Andrea. So Russell gave his Christmas card to Grammy. And that's okay. how we, but Dan and I went to a class and then each of us did that. Okay. That's how that came up. That was cool. I love that. Yeah, that was, that was fun. One of you brought up going to church on Christmas Eve. Andrea, I think you said you really always enjoyed that, as did I. And Casey said, yeah, but Casey hated going. And she thinks that the reason we stopped going was she gave me so much pushback that we just didn't make it worth it. It just didn't make it worth it. That is absolutely true. As she got older and she just really just did not want to go. And when you get to somebody that's 18, 19 years old, how do you make them do that? And it wasn't always something Dan was ever just super excited about. So I think just over the years it evolved that we just stopped doing that. Okay. Y'all brought up when you were kids that you would get apples and oranges in your stockings. And you didn't know why and you were talking about you did love you some apples every now and then. <laughs> so when I was a kid, that's what was in our stockings. That's what Mimi and Papa always did. There would be apples, oranges, pecans, and walnuts in their shells. That's what was in her stockings. And so it wasn't until I married your dad and came into that family that 
that I thought, oh, people put presents. They actually put gifts in stockings. I didn't know that was a thing. Okay. As a kid was always apples and oranges and nuts. Okay. So I just continued that tradition, by, but also adding gifts into the stockings. Okay. That's why we get apples and oranges. So y'all put credence to that saying about if wishes and something were candies and nuts, we'd all have a Merry Christmas. Wishes yes, exactly. Yes. What's this? I was and butts. That's it. It's wishes okay. and butts. Mm-hmm. going to have to fact check us on that one. <laughs> <laughs> I could get more butts at Christmas. Boy, howdy. Yeah. Oh, no. If only. Those were all the things that Larry would say, like, <laughs> you can shit in one hand and wish in the other. See which one fills up faster. <laughs> episode 18, the title is Prize Eggs and Culture. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're wrapping up the holiday season. You had Grammy on and talking about some of the traditions that y'all used to have. I wrote down just Sam Houston Park. Y'all were trying to remember how that park came about and essentially somebody donated that that piece of land back in the late 1800s and then over the years they brought in homes that were actually built in harris county and refurbished them to the period of time in which they were built and i don't remember if i circle back around to that but i made that note so that was really ahead for that episode 19 i love this one i thought it was hilarious it's called working nine to five ish Y'all were talking about your work history and how you came about, you know, being in various jobs. The one thing you did say, one of you said, we're going to have to ask mom because she recently interviewed for a job. It was actually, I was just interviewing for a different position at the same company. And you were talking about how the interview process has changed. Andrea, you were talking about when you got hired at the company where I still work. And it was just, you did something on the computer. Then you had an interview in a conference room and that was it. And then Casey was talking about the gajillion of interviews she had to have just to get this one job i think really and truly it just it it depends on the kind of like the area of business that you're interviewing for and i also think that the interview process has changed over the years because you interviewed at the company where i worked back in 2007 and the interview process is very different today even if you come to work at at my same company that you did back it's not anything like what Casey went through, but I do think it, it varies on the type of industry. That's the word okay. I was looking for, the okay. industry, what you're trying to interview. And you talked about your experience in interviewing at Montevallo. Mm-hmm. I'm very different than any other. There, were, I can't think of any other industry where the interview process would mimic what you went through. Yeah. For that. Um, Mom, do, y'all, does, do people still have to take that test? Mm-mm. And do you remember what that test was? I do. It was not necessarily a personality test, but really just one of those tests where they ask you the same question almost over and over, just in a different way, just to understand how you fit in with the team okay. and teamwork environment. Yeah. Okay. That's what that. okay. Episode 20 was called One Day. I just felt like running. <laughs> uh, and y'all were talking about, so I get this one in, mixed up with the one where you talked to, to Tracy too, which, so this is the next to the last episode. Yeah. You really talk a lot about your exercise and the type of things that you've done over the years. And one of the comments I thought it was pretty hilarious. Basically, we just do what mom does, which yep. is kind of funny and cute. And I love and also that true, right? It is very true. <laughs> but I think also, which I'm really kind of proud of is just maybe hopefully setting a good, a healthy example. And that it's just, it's just what you do, right? So just 
you're you're always being active and doing something that that's really good for your body. Body's in motion, right? Yeah. But what was pretty funny, y'all cracked each other up. You talked about me teaching aerobics and yeah. that something around the fact that I did it with Jane Fonda. And then one of you said, Oh, she didn't do it. Don't she'll get mad at us. She's not as old as Jane Fonda. Yeah. <laughs> and you aren't. I am not. Fonda's <laughs> <laughs> older than my mother, even. Getting into it, that that's the type of workout that was popular in the 80s, which is when I started teaching. So that's what it was. It was called aerobics. But here's what I think you two are going to find interesting. You got into a debate over what high-low aerobics was. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And Casey said that we used weights. And Andrea said, no, it, it did not. And Casey was pretty insistent that high-low was weights. There was no weights involved in a high-low aerobics class. What that referred to was high impact and low impact. So yeah. those classes always had a format where the first 15 minutes were very low impact, meaning your feet, one foot was always on the ground as opposed to a high impact where you're doing jumping jacks or you're jogging or you're running. So there, mm -hmm. there always be a time when both feet are off the ground. So that that's the difference in high low. Yeah. So there was just always a, a low impact component and a high impact component yeah. to those classes, no weights. Good. Um, one of you could not remember when I got into running or why. I started running in 1996. And one of the guys that was a regular at my high, my high low impact aerobic class just wanted to do a 5K. He had never done one. And he asked me if I would do it with him. And I said, sure, why not? And so that's when I started running. And then I started oh. running like big time. Okay. Now, if, if you, because you met Mary through your high-low classes, right? Yeah. Mary and, and her husband at the time, Rico, used to come to my right. um, aerobics classes at Valley's all the time. But then Mary started running with you? I started running. No, she didn't start running with me. I never really ran with her much until she started, you know, she trained for and ran her first marathon, marathon the year before I did. Okay. And, and I just, that, I was already like doing like 5Ks, 10Ks. I was doing those kinds of things, but not the distance that she was doing. She was struggling at the end of that first marathon. And we found out later she had a, a fracture in her leg that she didn't know about. And I just jumped in and ran like the last 13 or 14 miles with her. Okay. And not intending to do that. And that was in 99. That was the Houston Marathon of 99. But I had already been doing some running, but just not with Mary. But okay. after that marathon is when I joined the running club and she and I started running together. Okay. But y'all talked about the races I used to run when you were kids because you were asking Casey, you know, like, was this, you know, we're talking about the Cowtown Marathon and you asked if that was the first race you'd ever run. And she brought up, no, remember, you used to run races when we were kids. So we used to do the Great Pumpkin Fun Run mm -hmm. every year in Halloween and people would be there in their costumes. We would do the dinosaur dash at mm -hmm. the medical center every year. Remember that one? Yeah. And we would almost always do the jingle bell run. Right. Mm -hmm. So those were runs we did as a family when you guys were kids. The Cowtown Marathon, you, one of you guys asked a question, why did we decide to do that one and why did we do it together? Mm -hmm. The reason I did that, I wanted to sign up and do that one because Mimi and Papa, Papa, specifically wanted me to do that one. Mimi was working at the Health Science Center at the time and they were a sponsor. And I had been running for so many years by this time. You guys had gotten into it. And she said, why don't you guys just come up here and run this one? And I was like, yeah, that can be a lot of fun. 
So I signed up for it. Andrea, you decided to. And then Casey, I think it was just a little bit of FOMO. You wanted to sign up for it. And I, <laughs> and I told you you could as long as you would train. And you promised me I'll train, mom, I'll train. And I think I really didn't know how little you had trained for it until I listened to that episode. I mean, I think at the time you said, yeah, you know, I, I got up to like nine miles. Oh, yeah, I definitely lied to you. Yeah, you did. Yeah. yeah. And y'all were talking about favorite stories that come out of, came out of that run. And Andrea, you were asking her to tell her favorite story. And it was not what I thought it was going to be. Y'all were talking about the shedding of the clothes because it was so cold that day. But what you didn't talk about, and I don't know that you remember what became a thing in my whole story was when Dan and Adam showed up at mile nine with the donuts. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess I just didn't want to admit to what a fatty I am. But yeah, they brought themselves a snack. I was so hungry at the time. I was using those jelly beans for fuel, yeah. like the sports yeah. beans. Yeah. But Andrea, your stomach was upset. So I ate mine. I ate yours. Mm -hmm. Then they had donuts. I ate those. I was so hungry. <sighs> it was ridiculous. <laughs> well, but the funny thing was I was so worried about that because I'd been running long distances for quite a while by this time. And I thought, oh my gosh, she's going to puke. I just can't imagine eating a donut with four miles it to go. <laughs> I mean, it was a donut hole. Yeah. I thought that's more than that. But, but you ate more than just... I did. I think only <laughs> eight four, though, because you were you were like, don't eat many of them. Yeah, because I, I was like running with you the whole way. I think Andrea ran ahead of us, but my commitment to both of you was if y'all would train, we would run our first half marathon together so we, we could cross the finish line together. So I stuck with you the whole time. And I was like, I was so afraid you were going to puke, but you didn't. I actually think it gave you that little extra boost. That you think it did. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I was just I, really, really hungry. <laughs> I forgot about that, but was it our, the next podcast with Tracy, where we talked about Keener throwing donut holes yeah. down from her yeah. apartment? Okay. Yes. Yeah. That was interesting. Throw them down. They were on the course. Keener was on the course. Cause I was out too on that course. I really feel like she threw them. She didn't. Okay. But then I think the last thing for that episode was neither one of you could remember how I got into yoga. I think Casey said, well, she she just started teaching it at Bally's. But really how I got into it was that year that I trained for and ran three marathons in the same year. And I just was so beat up that I thought there's, and I was doing so much cardio, right? I was still teaching five or six aerobics classes a week at the gym, plus doing all of that, that long distance training. I just felt so beat up. I thought I should give yoga a try. So I did. I just started taking some yoga classes. And as I um, am want to do with all the things that I do like that, I thought, oh, well, I could teach this. Sure. So, <laughs> so I just did some training and started teaching yoga. So that's how we got into that. Okay. And then the last episode of season one was Tracy. That one's just there and back again, a running tale. The only thing I have, y'all were talking very early on about the running club that I joined that I was a member of for so long in Houston and that Andrea, you joined in the what mid two thousands, but you couldn't remember when I joined, you said you thought I joined in the mid nineties. I didn't join that running club until 1999. Wow. That year I started training for my first full, I ran okay. my first full marathon in January of 2000 and that's, I trained with that group. So that's it. That's wow. It. 
season one. I listened to re-listened to all twenty-one of them. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So You're much. such a trooper. Uh. <laughs> all right. Well, thanks, Mom. You're welcome. Well, first, first of all, we appreciate your commitment to our podcast to listen twice. Mm-hmm. Very welcome. <laughs> well, a little bit. Listen, it's been a minute. I know. And I have missed podcasting with you. I have too. I don't think I realized quite how much until we were back on. I agree. I think for a minute I was like, oh, it's kind of nice to not have this thing that we have to do. Yeah. And then we got on and I was like, oh, I'm kind of excited. <laughs> yep. We're, yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right, a little bit. Well, I love talking to mom with you. Yep. Same. <laughs> love making fun of her with you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's the best. <laughs> <laughs> all right, a little bit. Love you. Bye. Thanks, babe. Love you all. Bye. bye.